And now enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Don't, Don't Get, Get Us started. started. I am S. Sadie Burbank. And I am Lacey Montoya. And we're going to do a whole different kind of thing now than we have been doing in the past. Um, I should I should preface all this by saying that up until now, the format that we've had for our shows has kind of been my fault because, uh, I don't know, when... When David first listened to you and I talking that time about the guy's penis getting cut off and we were laughing and having a hysterical time, and he thought, gee, that'd be cool to have a podcast about, Uh, from then on, I sort of felt the compulsion to try to come up with something funny, and we looked for things, and we'd find things online, and you would find things, and I would find things. It's just becoming a pain in the ass. Yeah, well, and it wasn't all that funny. We tried to find stuff to to recapture a moment that was pretty much gone by. Right. And wasn't going to happen again. So, um, last night, David and my podcast, we changed our format back to the way it had been in the beginning for he and I, which was for us to just sit and talk. Right. And kind of pretty much whatever came into our heads, we talked about. And we were more comfortable doing that in the beginning, and we were more comfortable doing it last night. Right. And I told you last night afterwards, I said, I think that's what you yeah, and I should do. something I find funny, you may not find funny, and vice versa. Well, and it's, and it's, like, oh. it's so forced. Uh, in the first place, it's, it's not anything that they can't find for themselves yeah, by going online. It. Exactly. So, anyhow, we're changing all of that, and we're just going to do what, what, we do. We're just going to sit and talk. talk. People come and go. That's okay. Because like David said last night, you all know we're sitting in our living room here. And now and I have two kids. We, and we got two kids and, and uh, a lot of friends coming and going and stuff like that. The dogs. Dogs barking, neighbors howling, friends waving the howdy-do and all and that. And it's so hard to keep my kids quiet during the podcast. It's impossible. And it's <laughs> it takes the fun out of it. Well, it takes the fun out of it for them. And the whole idea being that that we don't, you know, it's not our intention to totally disrupt your home life right. just to produce a podcast. That's right. ridiculous. So we're not going to do that Especially anymore. Especially we're not making no damn money off it. If we were making money this off that would right. be completely This is true. If we, were, if we were making tons of buckage, it would be a, a totally different thing. But we're not making any buckage. So anyhow, that's just to sort of to let you all know that, that, you know, everything's going to be different now. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be for the best, but we're going to do it anyway. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I do want to stick with, at least this month, though, is to remind everybody it's about, Breast Cancer yes. Awareness Month. Uh, we're not going to go into a whole lot of things because we've already talked about self-testing uh, mammograms for men and women and all that sort of stuff. So we just want to help everybody remember um, this is the time of year when you want to think about having your mammos yes. squashed. And checked and all that sort of thing. Um, 
other than that, the only other thing that's going on is it's practically Halloween. Halloween. It's it's uh, fall. Finally is falling. And here. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm These really hot glad weather, too. I'm so hot weather is I'm over it. I'm so glad to be away from the humidity. We Yeah. For those of you who do not know, we live in the high desert what's called the high desert region of Southern California and it's arid here most of the time and we like it that way. Yes. We're we're not into humidity. Uh and for us anything more than about three or four percent is way too fucking humid. Uh-huh. So when I say it's arid, I'm not whistling Dixie. It's arid. And this, the end of this summer was bad. Oh, it was ugly. Fucking ugly. So now we're into the fall, which is so cool because we have like breeze, well, breezes today because the storm's coming supposed, actually. Yeah. We're supposed to get some rain, but rain is different than the humidity that we had with the heat. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's a whole different thing. Well, yeah, it's humid, but it's also not 98 degrees at the no. same time. So that'll be good. It's actually cool only supposed breeze. to be like in the 60s or something tomorrow. Yeah. So we'll probably start pissing them on it because it's cold. But hey, you can't have everything. It feels great. It does. And we stopped on the way home from the gym. Oh, at to have some. The corn place. There's a, there's a guy on uh, one of the streets we drive by that he and his wife have been growing corn there for how long? A long time. Yeah, I don't lots know how many of years. years. Lots and lots of years. They have a huge, huge, huge corn field, and they make a maze in it uh-huh. every year for the kids. They also grow pumpkins. And they also grow pumpkins, and so they have a whole thing. You know, come and you pick your pumpkin, and you get lost in the maze. And, and you know, if you work it right, you can go there with three kids and only come home with one. You know, uh-huh. that could work, <laughs> <laughs> depending on which one you don't want to bring home with you anyhow uh we did (laughs) it's not right it's wrong on so many levels but we did stop uh because yesterday when we went by the the older gentleman that that owns the place was sitting out there waving ears of corn Uh and it was cute we said oh man we should get some corn so today his wife was out there waving corn and waving hi at everybody and and so we stopped and got some corn and she said it had just been Mm -hmm. brought out from the field it was just picked like moments before we got there. So that's really cool. Yes. I can't wait to get home and have it. Yay. I might even eat one raw. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's so mm-hmm. good. Anyhow, those of you who grow your your own. And it's also we're helping the mom and pop no. type yeah. shops yeah. in town. Anybody that grows your own, own corn, then good for you. But I don't. I My husband tries really hard to do a garden but every year. It was year, cheap. But it was, what, 50 cents an year? I don't know. It was, what, four, three for a buck or four for a buck, depending on the big ones or little ones. Mm-hmm. And I got six and gave her two bucks so i don't know you figure it out for for how much per ear but it, i would have i'd have paid twice that much just because it's fresh yes out of the garden corn and it's so folly if that's a word it's all folly yes not folly but fall time of year fall e yeah it's it's definitely for me that time of year it's time to for me to start thinking about getting Thanksgiving dinner ready, and I know I've that I've been thinking about that. I too. know that seems kind of weird, but it's be- when the cold breeze comes, and we automatically start thinking about Thanksgiving. Well, and for me, I I can't do like I used to do Thanksgiving dinner all in one swell foop. I can't mm-hmm. do that anymore. Okay. I have to like do the pies ahead of time. See, I do my pies make the, night the before. stuffing ahead of time. Well, sometimes with me, it's several days okay. before because again, you know, each of those things is a two or three hour project. 
my mom is pumpkin pie, it won't be there for Thanksgiving if oh, I do it well, days before. My husband loves it We too have much. more restraint than that. We're, <laughs> we're a little more disciplined. See, David, well, let me just have a little piece. Plus, Ernie knows. Piece. I put a pie in the refrigerator and I tell him that's for Thanksgiving. He knows. If he touches it, he's dead meat. <laughs> so, you know, he, he's learned. He's, he's, um, he's, he's very moldable. You know, he's seven years younger than I am, and so I uh, I always tell people that I, I got him young so I could teach him the way I want him to be. And he was very receptive to that, and he has learned very well. He's very well, I and he would trained. laugh. At, I was going to say, he would laugh at this too if, I, if he heard me say it, but he is very well trained. He knows exactly what to do, when to do it, and what not to do, no. and when not to do it. So he no. behaves himself very well. He answers all the right questions the right way. He's a good man. He's a yeah. good man. And that's only because he likes peace at home. Yeah. And he knows if he doesn't, it's if not going to... If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody's, nobody's happy. happy. And that's a fact. So there you go. All the men are listening. Sorry about your problem. That's my house. And that's the way it works because we rule the roost. Yeah. We are the ones who control the input of the food. Uh-huh. The sex, yeah. the output of the paycheck, and the uh, all the other things that are important to a man, food, sex, money. Uh-huh. What else is important to a man? I, I don't that's know. that's it. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, as far as I know. Respect. They like yeah. respect. And, you know, I may kid about it. I even kid about it with him, but he knows I'm kidding. Most of the time. He he totally knows I have nothing but respect for him. Yes. Because he is a man among men, in my opinion. Uh, but I, I, I do, I am a control freak, and he isn't. That's why it works for us. He really doesn't give a shit about the control thing. Mm-hmm. But I do. But if you guys were both control freaks and you got oh, it'd be impossible. Heads. It would be impossible. Uh-huh. So uh, as a result, you know, I drive everywhere we go. Because, again, I want to control how we're going, you right. know, and he doesn't care. He, he sits and reads the newspaper and right. stuff or watches out the window, whatever the, the shotgun rider does, mm-hmm. you know, he does. And, and I do the driving. It's been that way forever for us. Every and it works for you guys. It works for us. And, and, and that's good because, like you said, if both of us wanted to do the controlling, we'd be bumping heads. in big trouble. And he doesn't care. He doesn't. I, I'll say, honey, what do you want to eat for dinner tonight? He'll go, I don't care. Uh-huh. I go, well, fuck, I don't care either. So tell me what you want to eat. And you know? my answer is, I don't know how to cook. I don't care. Yeah. I, and, and I'll say, look, I'd make you spaghetti, but you had spaghetti last night. That's all right. Mm-hmm. See, I was raised by people who said, Oh my God, we just had spaghetti last week. You right. want to have it again? You know, and, and I could, I literally could put spaghetti on the, on his plate, you know, that five days a week. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't say we a have word. Tacos probably two or three times a month. There you go. Yeah. Tacos, big, big, big dinner with us is tacos. I love to make tacos and he loves to eat tacos, but it's, I again was raised to pr- produce variety at right. the dinner table. Uh, my father wouldn't eat the same thing twice in a week if his life depended on it. Oh. He did back in the 30s, mm-hmm. during the Depression, before the war, when times were hard and meals were few and far between. Yeah, he would eat whatever he could get his hands on. If it held still long enough, he'd eat it. Right. But uh, after that period of time, when things started looking up and, and life got good again and accessibility to 
various food items became uh, a fact of life for us, then he started saying things like, don't ever feed me spam, Uh which I love. Uh, but to my mother, he would say this. I won't ever eat Spam again because he, I guess, had to eat so much of it. Right. I mean, for years during the Depression, that was the only meat they could get. Yeah. Um, and no casseroles. He didn't want to, ca- didn't want to have a casserole. Now, <clears throat> he was not altogether necessarily clear about what constituted a casserole. Right. Like, for example, chili, which he dearly loved, could be sort of considered a casserole. But not in his mind. That right. was chili and beans, totally different thing. Uh, but he would not eat like a tuna casserole. Oh. And I love to, you know, tuna potato chip casserole. I'm there. I'm all over it. Um, so anyhow, uh, mother had, and mother taught me to cook, mm-hmm. sort of almost indirectly. She would, cause she, they both worked. And so she would leave me notes and, and she'd say, you know, the meat's in the refrigerator. We're going to do this and that with it. And the, and she had already taught me the... Basics. Co- yeah, the cooking basics. And so she would remind me in the note what I had to do to the meat. Right. You know, and the, the vegetable and whatever else. And then I cooked. And this was, like, from the age of 11 on. Right. And uh, so I did most of the cooking in the house because mom and dad worked. My first time cooking for my mom was I had my little plastic and metal... Pants to go with my my kid kitchen set. Oh yeah, your your uh-huh. your toy. Yes, stuff. But then I got up onto a chair. Oh, and really, and cooked. I cooked with mine. I made mommy an egg, Whoa. and I made mommy food, and mommy never used that burner again. Yeah, and I bet you didn't use those pans again either. No, hmm. my pants got put in the trash can. What was left of them, <laughs> and mom never used the burner again because it was sealed oh. from the plastic. That's funny. That's funny. I never even thought about somebody actually cook with those. I well, did. <laughs> when David was a baby, that's my oldest, who is uh, turning 50 this week. Thank you very much. When he was little, I taught him how to cook. Mm-hmm. And uh, he actually could do, he could make breakfast. He made breakfast for me one time, I recall. Um, everything was cold when it got there, but it was all cooked. Uh-huh. Um, and I found out that the reason it was all cold was because he made the egg and the toast, and then he made the coffee. Right. But I still understand and how the coffee got cold. Well, I actually, I don't recall whether the coffee was cold or not. It may or may not have been. But, in fact, the food was cold. Right. And well, if you plus, think about he carried it, it, it upstairs on a tray. You know, by the time he got there, see, when I say coffee's cold, that means if I don't burn my tongue on it, it's cold. Right. Okay. So by the time he actually got a cup of coffee in a cup and mm-hmm. carried it upstairs with the rest of breakfast, it was cold enough yeah. that it was Toast cold to and, me. and eggs don't stay warm very long. No, no. And he and I hadn't ever explained that part to him. Right. I had only taught him how to produce this stuff. I right. hadn't really explained that, you know, make the coffee first. Because it takes then, the longest. Yeah. So, but bless his heart, he's still the cook today. He, uh, his wife is, uh, works and... Uh, hasn't been much in the way of, uh, interested in, in doing a lot of cooking. She, neither one of my sisters cook. She does cook and she's cooked more now than before, mm-hmm. but, uh, he, he used to do primarily, he did the cooking and they eat out, out a lot too, which is, you know, works for them. Right. Because of their work schedules and stuff. You know, so happy birthday to you, David. Yes, happy uh, birthday. 50th birthday coming up, the big 5-0. 
Ah, bleakness. I sent him a card and I said, if you think looking at 5.0 is bad, <laughs> try looking back at it from 73. It's really bad then. Um, but, you know, that's it is what it is. I can't help it. I was 23 when he was born. He'll be 50. You do the math. So, anyhow, um, when I get around to it, I'm going to have to be making plans for the cooking for the, the Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. Thing. Is any family coming up? I don't think so. We haven't really talked about it yet, and I still have to find out for sure whether Ernie's off or not. Yeah. You know, because that, you know how that is. They they say, okay, yeah, you're off, off for Thanksgiving. Oh, never mind, you're not. Right. You know, so, but I don't, uh, I mean, either way, I'll still have to cook bird. Yeah. Because he likes to have a, tur- a turkey cooked. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that means mashed potatoes mm-hmm. and stuffing and gravy, gallons and gallons uh-huh. and gallons of gravy, because we're a big gravy family turkey gravy goes a long way yes. after the fact too Yum. you know leftover this and that i put it in the bag and freeze it and pull it out when i want turkey gravy throughout the year i don't have it around long enough to freeze to tell you the truth and i make a lot of gravy yeah. but we really pour it on i'm serious we and then i also make like three kinds of um cranberry mm-hmm. stuff you know i do the orange relish one i do the cooked one and then i and i have canned ones too because right. i like canned ones so we have like a plethora of cranberries. See, I like on the table. Um, yams, but I'm the only one who really likes them. Although David did taste them last year, and he said he liked them. Yeah, I'm big on sweet potatoes or yams. Either one. My my youngest kid doesn't care for them at all. He won't eat them. I I make them, and he just says that's nice, and goes on with the uh-huh. potatoes and gravy. I don't know why. You know, the kids developed odd tastes. They won't eat sliced tomatoes. They'll eat tomato ketchup, they'll eat mm-hmm. pizza, they'll eat spaghetti sauce. But the tomato itself. But the actual fresh raw tomato they wouldn't touch if their lives depended. Hmm. Now, cooked tomato, I don't know. I never actually asked them about that, like stewed tomatoes right. or And Zoe tomato and I soup eat tomatoes like it's whatever. an apple or an yeah. orange. I don't know. I don't know what it is. They used to be that way about beans. Mm-hmm. And that I could sort of get because when they were little, that was a weird texture. Right. You know, and then kids are funny about textures. Right. You know, yeah, because my made, mom would make little white beans, and my one sister would not eat them. Eat I liked them. Yeah. I made blue potatoes one time, blue mashed potatoes. Because, I, I, you know, I used to, when the kids were little, I used to try to do things to make meals more exciting. Right. We didn't have much going on in our lives, you know. I made the cute little pancake guys and uh-huh. stuff like that. Well, I decided that it would be fun to make blue mashed potatoes. Uh, and the blue mashed potatoes weren't so bad. Mm-hmm. Until I put gravy on them. Oh, yeah. Now you can, you can, you can figure that one out. Just close your eyes and think blue mashed potatoes, brown gravy. Yeah. Bad, bad color con. And it was so bad that even as little kids, they didn't want to go there. Yeah, it probably looked like cute. I'd throw the whole thing away. You know, it was like, no mom, we are not eating blue mashed potatoes with gravy. So that's sort of the extent of my experimenting with uh, food yeah. thrills for the, for my kids. Yeah, I, I don't go there anymore. Yeah. So, but anyway, then oh Christ! After we get through Halloween, then we end the turkey, and then it's Christmas yes. already. Yes. I don't, and then we get to snow for a while, and then we get to bitch and poop. You know, it's funny because it the older you get, on the here. older you get, the worse, the faster the time it goes. It goes so freaking fast. Before I had Jaden, it seemed like, and that was twelve years ago. Yes. Seemed like forever for the holidays. Once right. I had a kid, it seemed like they were back to back to back to yeah. back. 
Yeah. Seems like I just put away the Christmas stuff. I just yeah. did Christmas shopping. Yes, exactly. And now well, it's it upon was us again. August, August when I came over here one day and I said there was Christmas stuff in the it store was not. already. Oh, August. Oh, I thought you were talking about my house. I'm like, no, that was not August. no, not at your house. No, in the store. Yeah, in the store yeah. already. In August, they yeah. had Christmas stuff out. I'm like, are you? Out I know of your Costco mind? had gotten their stuff out during the oh, summer. Oh yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I I don't. And I don't know if that's why it seems to come faster or not. It might be part know. of it, but I don't think so. I Because I can remember, uh, as a kid, I can remember the old people in my life saying, Oh, the years just fly by. I don't understand why. Uh-huh. You know, so I they guess do. They, they, yeah, they, they really do. But that's okay, I guess, you know. But as a kid, don't you remember? Like it took forever Ever for, for summer to be over, uh-huh. and then, then you know, and then you'd wait and wait, and then you'd go to school, uh-huh. and that was a whole like big thing. And then it was a long time till Halloween. Uh-huh. You'd look forward to it for weeks and weeks and weeks yeah. and weeks. Yeah, I don't know. And the night of Christmas, Christmas Eve took forever for Christmas oh, yeah. morning to come. Oh yeah. Did you ever sit up and look, wait for Santa? Yes. Yeah. I had an uncle that used to have big jingle bells. When we lived in Fontana, and I was only maybe about six years old, and he would go to the front of my window, and oh. he would kneel down because our windows were tall yeah. in our house. Yeah. He would kneel down and like crawl, jingling the bells. Oh, so cute. us girls would look up the window, how cute, looking to see. We heard Santa Claus, but we couldn't see him. Yeah, that's cute. I remember my brother one time when we were. Oh, shit. I had to be five or six. And I remember one Halloween. He's, cause we slept, we slept in the same room, but the room was about 25 feet across. Okay. You know, it was an old farmhouse. You know how mm-hmm. rooms are in old farmhouses. So he had like one half of the room and I had the other half right. of the room with just no partition in between. And on his side of the room, he had a, he had a window. We both had windows, but on his side of the room, he could see the moon. Mm-hmm. And he and he said one night, he says, oh, "I see a witch on a broom." Oh, come here and look. You'll see the witch on the broom. You know, and I go padding across <laughs> the. Floor. I, of course, did not see a witch. You know, I think he giggled after that. Sort of gave it away. It was like. Damn there it, wasn't I, anything I there. I really thought there'd be. A, I was a pretty gullible kid. Yeah. Yeah, I was a very gullible kid actually. But, you know, we are what we are. <laughs> I'm still sort of gullible. I have to be very careful or people can get the best yeah, of me. Yeah, because I can be a smart ass. I know I'm being a smart ass and you think I'm being serious. Yeah, I think you're being serious, <laughs> yeah. So, well, hey. You had asked me about school and I've never been a day in my life. You're like, I know. Really? And I didn't want to hurt your feelings and say something like, are you shitting me? So I just, oh, really? Yeah, well, that's never unfortunate been a day in my life. for you. Because, you know, I mean, it's possible. I don't know everything about you. It's possible you really never had been to school a day in your life. I have. How you got through this long with that (laughs) was another question I wasn't willing to pursue the answer of. But, yeah. (laughs) That's, that's, and and I know better when I think about the jobs you've held and everything. Uh I know you had to have gone to school. But. I didn't graduate. I dropped out the year before I was supposed to graduate. Did you really? Yeah, uh, stupid. Well, see, I didn't have anybody telling me I couldn't, so I probably would have too if I could have, because I, by then I thought I knew everything I needed to know anyway. That's you know. that age, though. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought 
I can remember saying to my parents the same things my kids said to me. What right. do I have to study that for? I'm not going to need to know that. Right. You know, I still say that. Yeah, people, kids don't realize that you know, an education is not necessarily giving you all the information you're going to need to use. Sometimes no. it's just giving you information you about your culture and about your country and stuff yeah. like that. That it's good for you to know, and if you don't know it, then you did you'd have less of a um, relationship to your country. I told one of my teachers in junior high, I can learn more off MTV than I can out of your classroom. Well, yeah, you can <laughs> about stuff that's on MTV, right? But not necessarily about things that are of value or are important. I was a little shit when I was a kid. Now I find that hard to believe. <laughs> I don't. I don't see you being a little shit. Me and my mom toasted that she didn't kill me and I didn't kill her on my 18th birthday. <laughs> you toasted that fact? Yes. Well, I can remember telling Bobby uh, when he was mm, about 16, I told him, I said, you know, you'll be okay if you live to be 20. Uh-huh. If you can just live that long, you might make it, yeah. you know. But the way you're going now, I'm not too sure no. that you're going to make it. I didn't want to he stay did, put He did, fortunately, school. but... Man, I'm telling you, when he was when he was 16 years old, he was my teachers in high school didn't know who I was in ninth grade. Oh, I believe that I was always gone. Well, you know, I'd take him to school, mm-hmm. you know, drop him off. Mm-hmm. I'd get home and I'd get a phone call from his uh, principal at school. Mm-hmm. Where's Where's uh, like, your I dropped son? Little son of a bitch off. <laughs> where is your son? Well, what do you mean? Where is he? He's at school. No, he's not in school. Mm-hmm. You know, and I used to take the bus to school. He wasn't. Walked to the campus, jumped the back fence, and I was gone for the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like you. Jumped the fence. Went to the same school. Jumped the fence, go back to the school bus, and got my ride home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what he Got to do. the answer well, machine before my mom did, erased the answer machine, and went on my business. <laughs> really? Oh, you're a sneaky devil. <laughs> and now, a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18, but with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us.
Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jaysamon.com. Uh, Bob wasn't that way. He wasn't, I don't think, well, we didn't have an answering machine in the first place, but um, he didn't do that. He'd just go to his girlfriend's house and hang out. Yeah, I re-raced yeah. re the, and then if I knew I'd done something wrong and it was going to come to the mail, I made sure I checked the mail, too. <laughs> yeah, well, I can remember doing that. When I was a kid, I can remember if we got notes from the teacher. Uh-huh. I can remember misplacing them. Uh-huh, conveniently. Yeah. And, uh, and then, uh, but see, my dad, for a while, my dad was the prince, or the president of the PTA. Mm-hmm. And that sort of sucked. Because, yeah. because then he knew all my teachers. Uh-huh. And so if they had anything to say to my parents about me that hadn't it came straight to their mouth. The, yeah. Then it, they'd just tell them. And, you know, it's like I was fucked either way. So that, you know, it had its good points because I can't remember now what it was, but there was something I wanted. Um, I think it was had to do with band. I was mm-hmm. in the band, played clarinet when okay. I was in junior high school or what they call middle school today. And um, in our area, we don't have middle school. Oh, what do you have? We have elementary and high school. There's no middle? Our elementary school. What no. does it go to? What grade? Our elementary school goes from state pre-K yeah, all the way up to 8th grade. And then after that is high school. Yes. Interesting. They closed down our middle school here in our really? town. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Which is kind of scary for me because I have a young one, you know, and he's come home and asked, Mom, what's sex? You know, he heard some of the older kids talking. So, oh. I don't know. Well, he's only in seventh grade, though, so he's still in grade he's school. He's in sixth grade. Yeah. We haven't bumped up yet. Yeah. But, I mean, that wouldn't... Um, no, it's but not it's like he's I'm hanging s- out with high school kids. No, but he's hanging out with what should be junior high children or middle well, school children. Well, but he's supposed to be in seventh grade, though, too. 
They were supposed to promote him, and then we they haven't didn't. done that and, yet. And he's back. in the sixth grade, but he's so, in the classroom. But would that not be middle school then? Mm-hmm. Okay. No. Middle school no. would have been seventh, eighth. Well, that's what I'm saying. He was supposed to be promoted to seventh grade. Right. So had they done that, he'd be in middle school. Right. So that's the age bracket right. that he's supposed to be in. Mm-hmm. So they're all ta- at that age, mm-hmm. they're all talking about yeah. sex. But you with know. him being in the sixth grade, he's in the classroom with seventh and eighth graders. Right, right. Well, that's that's where he's supposed to be. Yeah. So they're going to talk about sex. Just be glad the sex they're talking about, not a lot of drugs. Although they may be. They might be. They may be. Unfortunately, the uh, the kids get exposed to drugs a whole lot sooner than they used to. Yeah. And sadly, uh, with Jayden, grade, school, grade school kids get exposed to drugs these days. He doesn't eat, like if the classroom has a party, he won't even eat the cupcake. So I don't think he would take anything. Well, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that. But I'm no, just but saying, I am. Generally speaking, the kids are exposed these days a lot earlier mm-hmm. to. But I mean, there's when, also kids that bring the shit onto campus too. This is true. When I was a kid, the worst thing you could do was have a beer or a cigarette. Yeah. Or get pregnant. That was it. Don't smoke, don't drink, don't get pregnant. But then my dad was a preacher. Yeah. You know, so those were the, those are the biggies. Don't smoke, don't drink, don't get pregnant. Well, even more importantly than don't get pregnant was don't do anything that'll get you pregnant. Right. You know, it was like, it wasn't like don't get pregnant. I mean, that's easy. You just, you know, use protection. Right. It was no, you know, we don't touch down there. Mm -hmm. We don't get touched down there. You know, that bullshit. Um, I, you know, bless their hearts. My parents tried. I mean, seriously, they right. tried, but that, you know, they weren't really taught. I can, I can remember my mother telling me that when she got married the first time, she was actually married twice. Okay. When she got married the first time, she did not know anything about sex. Nothing. Oh. Okay. She had no even imaginings about what a man looked like naked at all okay and she was 19 okay okay now her sister was nine years older than she okay all right now this was back in uh jesus this is bad she was born in not nine okay so this would be 19 19 or 20 no that no it was worse than that it'd been uh 23, 24, 1923, 24, 25, around in there, okay? Um, so that kind of information wasn't just out there anywhere. And, right. of course, they didn't have computers. Right. and You know, they had dirty books and stuff, but that was pretty much it. Uh, but so she went to her sister, and and or her sister came to her, I'm not sure which, and, you know, said, you know, what? <laughs> <laughs> what's what's up, man? Because her sister, nine, being nine years older than she, she was already married. Right. You know. And so she tried to explain. My aunt tried to explain to my mother about sex. Right. You know, and mother was just appalled. <laughs> you know, I mean, on so many levels, she could not grasp the concept. Right. And, and I guess... uh Aunt, my aunt had books, uh, a book anyway, right. that, you know, was somewhat explicit. And I can, my mother said she looked at the picture and she was like, no, that's not going to happen. 
So anyhow, when uh, when my aunt tried to explain it to her, it just mother just got more and more confused. And I'm probably embarrassed because the subject's been taboo. Well, not yeah, and about. it wasn't. There was there was nobody she could turn to to find out, you know, and wasn't looking promising, right? Because the descriptions that she was getting were not appealing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> plus she was being given these descriptions by somebody who probably wasn't all that into sex in the first right. place, you know. So it was, you know, like you hear you hear him say in the movies, you know, just. Close your eyes and lay back, and it'll be done in a minute, uh-huh. and then it'll all be over. You know, that kind of crap. Right. So, anyhow, bless her heart, Mom uh, got married, and a year later came home from Indiana. This guy worked the pits at Indy. Okay. Okay, that's his background. Nothing against pit workers at Indy, okay, but that just happened to be his background right. at that time. And uh, she came home with uh, gonorrhea oh. and uh, divorce proceedings, you oh. know, because she wasn't going to stay with him any longer. But in the meantime, she had finally, you know, figured out what, what was, sex, is what all sex about. was all about and uh, found out it wasn't as bad as she thought it was going to be, right. I guess, you know. So, interesting. Um, I don't remember how we got off on that subject. I can't. I don't, I don't really uh, recall. But, uh, anyway, I don't know. How did we get on that? What I were we talking about? Know. We had an interruption here. David came in for a minute, and, and so we stopped talking, and I kind of lost my train of thought. So she didn't have no children with the first marriage? Just got married? No. Right she had, yeah. <laughs> she had a good case of the clap, but no, no kids. Um, and then it was interesting because I said to her one time, we were talking about, um, uh, abortion Mm -hmm. and i said that for me as far as i was concerned uh whether or not to have an abortion Uh was uh a right i believe should be reserved for the woman to make that decision right and uh i know a lot of other people disagree with that uh but that's my opinion Mm -hmm. me personally i wouldn't have one but again that's my best friend the whole thing and mother said, well, I'm really glad to hear you say that. And I said, well, why is that? And she said, well, because she had actually had to have an abortion. Oh, okay. Um, I think, I think my dad and she were sexually active before marriage. Marriage. And, the, you know, that was during the depression and there was nobody had a pot to piss in and you didn't do stuff like that then and they weren't married yet. And so, she had an abortion, and I'm pretty sure it was with my dad, but I'm not positive. Right. But I, I found that kind of interesting. I thought that was that was kind of a cool thing that she would actually, you know, tell me right. um, about that. So, but we had been talking about how time flies and all that, and then somehow we got on to sex. I don't remember how. It doesn't matter. Anyway, um... So there, that's that's my mom's sex life in <laughs> in a nutshell. Oh. Bless her heart. It was uh, they had it was a hard time growing up in those days. It was yeah, because you know? now kids can just Google it. <laughs> kids, oh that one that's one thing we were talking about was how kids have access to drugs and yes. and sexual information. Yeah. Now Jay's on the computer all the time. Has it? Is he locked out of anything that would give him that information? Yes. That's probably a good thing. Um, <laughs> but when he gets on the computer, 
he creates his own websites and stuff like that. Uh -huh. Yeah, he's not really surfing for info no. and stuff like that. No, he's more well, creative. And these days, kids are exposed, I think, a lot more to uh, sexual innuendo mm -hmm. and uh, dem demonstrations of sexuality. Well, between a lot text more. messaging to sexting. Well, no, I mean on, on television and on the computer. Mm -hmm. uh, people dress differently now than they did mm -hmm. 50 years ago or, or even 80 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, more, in a sense, more provocatively, mm -hmm. certainly with more exposure, we mm -hmm. could say. You know, bare midriffs have come and gone, uh, bare bellies have come and gone, the, the, the day of the, uh, swimming dress has gone to, right. you know, pasties and a, a cotton swab or some shit for a bathing uh -huh. suit. And that, General and floss. that's, you know, we've, we've talked, David and I on our podcast have talked about Miley Cyrus and her, um, willingness to, uh, bear all right. for her videos and things. And, and while I'm, I'm far from being a prude, uh, because I have, I have lived so many years, it, it's been a, uh, a sexual transition. You know, years ago, I could, I can remember my grandfather saying, well, I remember when we didn't have radio and, you know, this right. kind of shit. Um, uh, and, and when you do grow up in, in, you live 73 years, in this society, mm -hmm. you do get exposed to huge turnovers in mores and morals and, right. uh, actions that when, when our parents were children were forbidden. Right. Not even thought about. Taboo. I can remember, I can remember my mother telling me. You know, you don't even think about stuff like that. And I go, but mommy, I can't help myself. It comes in my head. And she goes, but you put it right back out again. <laughs> you know, because th this is a whole religious thing I was brought right. up with. You don't, you don't dwell. You don't let the devil in your head. You know, and I'm like, well, I can't help it. You know, mm -hmm. and you t yeah, David's back in the room and he's going, yeah, me too. But that was what we were taught. You know, if you, if you think about, uh, gee, I think it'd be fun to play with myself. Right. You're supposed to put that thought out of your mind. Right. Right away. Yeah, well, shit, easier said than fucking done, right. okay? I mean, uh, and so, <clears throat> I, I've had to, I've had to, to make some huge adjustments in my lifetime. And so, you know, when we get to like a Miley Cyrus issue, I, you know, I'm real torn because some of, part of me wants to say that's, ridiculous right. and then the other part of me wants to say well now you know it's, think about how it was 50 years ago right. when people did stuff that they thought was really nasty and shouldn't be done and now these days she's doing stuff that people think's really nasty and shouldn't be done what i want to know is in 30 years from now what's going to happen are we going to you know go back to the way it was 50 60 70 years ago no, they're just gonna be a or is everybody just going to walk around Bare ass naked, uh -huh. doing drugs and and uh, shooting everybody. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder. Know. I really wonder where, you know. And I think uh, for, uh, I think to some extent, our children, our grandchildren, anyhow, my grandchildren are a lot more conser conservative than I am yeah. in some ways. So maybe it's going to uh, revert back. Maybe the pendulum is swinging back the other way. Uh, you know, so maybe people are, are going, 
ah, we should, you know, they're, they're very green. Mm-hmm. Kids are these days, you know, they don't want to, um, uh, they don't want to destroy the environment. They don't want to any leave more their, than it already has they been. They don't want to leave their footprint. That, right. They don't want to leave a footprint on the earth. They want to preserve mm-hmm. it for their grandchildren, mm-hmm. which is, this is a good thing, I yeah. think. You know, they're thinking about the rainforest and, and do you really need a mahogany chair? Right. I mean, really, do you need a mahogany right. whatever to the, to the extent that you're going to destroy the valuable natural resources of a rainforest to get it? Right. And of course, it isn't just one chair. But, you know, how many millions of us live in this country and in the us. world who want mahogany chairs? And that's, of course, just the extreme example. But we're finding out that there are lots of things in the rainforest, for example, that um, have proven beneficial to mankind. Right. They've gotten medicines and yes. and things out of the rainforest that uh, have saved lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, some cancer fighting drugs and things have come out of the rainforest. So, uh, I for one appreciate the younger people's uh, saving it hope to not, you know, not destroy the earth because there's, there's a lot, there's a lot there that, that are, we can benefit from haven't, that and hasn't been discovered yeah. yet. You know, we we tend to think, oh well, we we found everything we can find. No, they're you know, still we've finding been new all, species. We've of been animals. all over the earth, and we know everything there is to know. And that's bullshit. We don't know everything there is to know. We don't no. know how many animal species there are that no, are yet they're undiscovered. Still, they're still finding them. And the ocean. Look at all the mm-hmm. the things. Somebody was telling me who was it was telling me the other day. We were talking about megalodon teeth. Mm-hmm. You know, the giant sharks. Uh, they they have fossilized teeth of mm-hmm. theirs that they find from time to time and she was saying i forget who the heck it was it was somebody was saying that they think that there's actually possibly megalodons living in the ocean yet today in the ocean's very very deep, deep depth where we can't get to yeah and so maybe that is true i don't know i don't know but i do know that that just because we've been there doesn't mean we've seen everything there no. is to see you know anytime <clears throat> Anytime you think that, just grab a microscope or a, even a magnifying glass. Like that fish on Finding Nemo with a headlight. A yeah. Thing. That's a real fish. <laughs> yeah, it is. That, that's a, and I thought that was just something. that's a good example. That's a good example because that is a rarely seen yeah. uh, thing. But, yeah. yeah, you're right. It is an actual fish. Um, and, and well, and they, what was the one? They, they did find uh, one that they thought was extinct. I can't remember the name now. Um <clears throat> but they did find a, uh, or they netted or caught on a hook or wh- however the hell, they got it out and they got it in the boat, a fish that, that was believed to be extinct. Okay. Ernie would remember the name. He's got a good memory. I don't. And it doesn't matter. Uh, if you're curious, you can Google it and find out. Uh, but, you know, all this time people thought, yeah, that used to be a fish in the ocean, but it isn't anymore. But it is. Right. You know. Now, we could pretty well say with some assurance that there aren't any dinosaurs around. Be- I don't know but that place in New we Mexico haven't been everywhere. Pterodactyls still. Oh well, that's I don't know. Uh, could be there are some mountainous areas on those haunting shows that, that I watch. Yeah, they say that there's still a pterodactyl-like species bird. Yeah, that comes out and fucks with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I know there's bats because of the caverns. Mm-hmm. 
in well, this is New Mexico, Carlsbad Tura. Caverns. Tura but they're Dockle just like little or, little no, bats. This is a big one. Where do they say it is? Because I, you know, I used to live in New Mexico. Right, I don't remember. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, maybe there could be dinosaurs somewhere in the world that ha that you know that people don't frequent. I know there have been movies about that where. You know, usually they go like to the center of the world, which is nonsense. You know, right. go to the center of the world and find a sky. Hello? What's that? But, uh, you know, they also find. Well, aren't crocodiles alligators from? Uh, they are, they can trace their lineage back mm -hmm. to the dinosaur age. Yeah. Um, I think they were bigger then than they are now, uh, which is kind of weird on account of they're pretty big now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they were. Well, and look at boas. Mm -hmm. They were, I was just reading the other day where they, there are so many boas, or no, fuck, not boas, pythons. There are so many pythons roaming around the Everglades of Florida mm -hmm. that it's becoming an issue. Oh. And, and they're really, really big ones now yeah. because I guess people have ha gotten them and had them As and pets, pets and, and released and then, them. Yeah, ching, and they reproduce. Mm -hmm. Hello, yeah. and then and, and it's perfect climate, perfect everything for them. Lots to eat. So are they going to go and on a python hunt? They do. They okay. go on python hunts a lot, Yuck. trying to control the population. Can you imagine stepping off your front porch and seeing one of those mega monsters? Oh. No. 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 I, I, how much time do we have left? Cause I, was um, I have tell, about five minutes. Oh, I was going to tell a story that uh, when, you know, we used, Ernie and I used to manage KOA yes, campgrounds. Yes. And years ago, we managed the one in uh, a place called McDonough, Georgia, which okay. is about 15 miles south out of Atlanta. Okay. And uh, we had this guy that uh stayed on our campground one time and he was a snake handler yeah <laughs> and we didn't know it and he, he kept the snakes with him yeah <laughs> and he came to the office one day and and said that he was uh concerned because uh one of his snakes had gotten loose <sighs> and come to find out it was a 13 foot long boa okay and I, I, I was freaking beside myself. Well, yeah. You know, and he said, he says, well, ma'am, don't worry. He says, it, it can't eat anything. It's, you know, it, it only eats stuff about the size of a small goat. You know, it's not going to attack. I said, half the kids on this campground are the size uh -huh. of a small goat. What are you talking about? You know, so I went to incredible length. I have actually have a, an article out of the newspaper that talks about this oh. whole incident. Because they thought it was freaking hilarious. I called the police. The police came. They did not want anything to do with it. It was hilarious. The cop, cop got, pulls up the car and he steps out one foot out of the car, you know, and I told him right. what was going on. He put his foot back in the car, closed the door and rolled the window down. I don't blame him. It was hilarious. I said, dude, he's not here, right here, you know. Anyhow, I, I wound up getting the snake, um, authority from um the atlanta zoo oh and i i call and i said you know i need help here yeah because i have to find this fucker i have no idea where she is and it was a female and how long had it been out uh it had been out overnight before this morning so came and told me enough time to make a pretty big journey yeah and and i called the the uh it was it was a whole thing anyhow he the the guy from the there was a college too 
that got involved, and he was going to send out some students mm-hmm. to hunt for her. And Jimmy, this guy's name was Jimmy. Oh, my God, I'll never forget. And I called. He went home. Okay. Okay. And I called. He was from Forest Park, Georgia, which was about 10 minutes up the road from where we were, 15 minutes maybe. And I called the sheriff's department there, and I was talking to them. He said, oh, yeah, we know Jimmy. <laughs> he has, he's had that snake loose before, you know. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, man. Anyhow, long story short, uh, Jimmy came back out to the campground and found her. She Where was, she at? yeah, well, he, he told me <clears throat> she had just fed, you know, and that's when he said, but don't worry, she won't need anything bigger than a small right. goat, you know. And, uh, so she was underneath a log, uh, off to the side, actually the far edge of the campground alongside a road. Uh, and she was laying there under a log, sleeping away. And Can you sleep- imagine going sitting And on the that son log? of a bitch didn't tell, he didn't tell me about it. You know, and I called Forest Park Police Department. He didn't sheriff's- tell you that he found it? No. And I called the sheriff's department again and he says, oh yeah, J- you know, he, he found that snake. You know, she's back home again. I said, you tell Jimmy for me, if I ever see him or his snake again, I will hurt him. Mm-hmm. I will hurt him. Well, that's yeah. irresponsible of him coming oh, and telling it's ridiculous. you. Oh, it's ridiculous. Well, it, it the had a bunch out. of snakes in a tent. Yeah. Hello. What's that about? Yeah. So Creep. anyhow, uh, now the the python population is growing by leaps and bounds in that region, Florida, Georgia area, yeah. because it's perfect for them. It's nice. Well, not so much Georgia because it gets pretty cold in Georgia, but southern Florida, right. yeah, they're there. Yeah, breeding. They're there and having a high-ho time about no. it. And, no, I agree with you. I wouldn't want to open the door and step out and find one. And there have been stories of them uh, crawling up pipes and into plumbing yeah. and we things like that. We lived in Landers. And I don't know whether those are true And the people who live down, not. two houses down in a cabin, they used to only come on the weekends. And she was sitting there going potty on the toilet, and she heard, Uh-uh. Where was this? In Landers. Uh-uh. She's sitting on the toilet, uh, and she uh, looks down, and she's got a fucking rattlesnake wrapped around the bottom of her toilet. Oh, hell no. In her house? In her house. Holy fuck. Well, okay. All right. Now, don't you think, I mean, do you just walk in and sit down, except for at night, in the middle of the night? She was at nighttime. Okay. All right. Because I was going to say, I look, I look where I'm walking, mm-hmm. and I don't. Well, I do live where that could happen. Yes, we live in the high desert. But she lived in an older, older cabin. Oh, Jesus Christ. What'd yeah. she do? I don't remember. I was just a kid, but I just remember her sitting down. Dang. And hearing the rattle of the rattlesnake. You. Yeah. Well, she must have lived through it because she told a story about yeah. it. She but... had just died recently. Well, you know, I told you once when, on one of our podcasts, we were talking about weird places to take a dump. Mm-hmm. And I told you when I was a kid, a little kid, we were out, you know, we used to go out with my folks to the desert, and I had to take a pee-pee, uh-huh. you know, and Daddy said, go over there and do it on a rock or something. Anyhow, behind me, behind that rock, there was a rattlesnake. <sighs> but um I think I either heard it or saw it before I ever got that far, and I came back and, Daddy, there's a snake. You know, right. So, but yeah, you gotta watch. Yeah, pull down your bridge, he's gonna get your ass snapped. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's 
I mean, yeah. it's bad enough to wipe your ass with poison ivy, but, you know, <laughs> sitting down behind a snake or in front of a snake is a bad, bad, right. bad choice. All right. Well, <clears throat> it's getting to be that time, so I think probably time to, to wrap, wrap it, up. it up. Anybody uh, that's listening, if you have any comments to make about our show, we'd love to hear from you. You can always uh, go to the website. Click on the comment button. Uh, that takes you directly to our email page. And let us know that you're talking about uh, uh, the Don't Get Us Started show. And uh, this is episode 10. Yes. And if you have any comments about it, we'd love to hear from you. We'll read your comments on the air unless you request that we don't. And um, that's about it. Yeah. So I am S. Sadie Burbank. And I am Lacey Montoya. Saying this is enough for today. Don't get us started. started. Bye-bye.